Welcome to the Sports Grad Podcast, where we empower you with the answers to your burning questions to accelerate your career into the sports industry. We are your hosts, Melbourne-based sports administrators, Ruben Williams and Ryan Walker. Join us as we share unique and personal examples as well as relatable information and deliver them to you in bite-sized, fluff-free episodes. Want to swipe our signature framework to add awesome experience to your resume? Download our free ebook, Four Steps to Create Outstanding Work Experience in Sport, at sportsgrad.com.au. Now sit back, relax, enjoy the show, and don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of our latest episodes released every Tuesday and Thursday. Belinda, welcome. You're currently the Executive General Manager of Community Cricket at Cricket Australia. Firstly, can you please explain what that involves? My role is essentially about um, making sure that kids and people involved in community cricket have got what they need to have a great time um, and make sure that community cricket is providing a great sort of social fabric for the for society. So um, what did I do last week? Uh, it was a heavy meeting week. I attended a um, women and girls forum at the WACA, uh, which was great, with about 100 volunteers at, at a forum. So I spoke, spoke to those guys with the, the staff at the WACA. Um, and then we had a community cricket leadership team, which is all the state and territory heads from around the country. Uh, we had a meeting in Sydney for two days where we heard from the field force about um, how they're experiencing the season. And other than that, just uh, trying to avoid meetings and uh, not answer emails. When you finish your playing career, you retired as Australia's greatest ever female cricketer. You're now at the top of your game as an administrator. Can you share a bit about your pathway from the end of your playing career to where you are now? Well, I was always working whilst I was playing, so um, the transition out of playing and into work um, was reasonably seamless because I just stopped doing all the training and the playing part of it and kept doing everything else. So uh, that period of time was really interesting because I got to see lots of different parts of the business. And then as soon as I finished playing, I came home from England, I got on a plane and I went up to Brisbane and I started as uh, um, head of the Centre of Excellence in in Brisbane uh, three days after I finished my playing career. So during your playing career, what experiences you take on or people did you reach out to so that by the time you retired, you're ready to step straight into a management role? I had um, studied physiotherapy whilst I was playing and worked in that field for uh, about two years. And so that gave me a pretty good grounding in understanding um, research methods around, uh, you know, obviously the human body, about skill acquisition. So there's a lot of things... Uh, in those degrees that are actually around um, coaching and managing people. Um, so that was probably that. And then the other thing I was lucky enough to do um, was a, a course at Harvard Business School, which uh, brought me up to speed with all things like finance and business practices. So they were the two things that probably um, have formed the basis for me. Did you have any uh, mentors in particular during that period that helped you along the way? I had uh, lots of on-the-job mentors. Uh, so I worked with some amazing people uh, great managers that were flexible, allow, allowing me time to, to play cricket and also also work. Um, a couple of mentors that come to mind, um, Christina Matthews was involved in cricket at that point and um, I shared an office with her when I first moved from being a physio into uh, into sort of working at, in, a, in cricket administration. So that was really helpful because I sort of didn't know where to turn the computer on or how, how to do printing or anything like that. So she was very helpful. Um, Quentin Bryce was the president of uh, Women's Cricket Australia when I started as executive officer of that organisation in 2000 and she just showed me um, what's possible when you're clear on where you're trying to get to and you rally people around a cause Um, and I'm still in contact with her today and continue to learn from her. So recently you finished up as interim EGM of team performance to step back into the EGM role of community cricket. Why did you make the decision to return? 
Uh, well, it was an interim role, so it was always only going to be uh, for a set period of time. Uh, so it was an eight month, essentially an eight month piece of work. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, but my passion really is about providing opportunities for kids to be active, for kids to be playing, and that cricket's a great vehicle um, to, to develop all those skills that you need in life that don't necessarily come through other, other um, mechanisms. So uh, I, I found that I could perform that purpose um, in team performance, but it was um, one or two steps removed from being able to influence kids and volunteers. You were captain of the Australian cricket team for many, many years. When Meg Lanning, the current captain, or any other Australian player, taps you on the shoulder and says, hey, BC, I need some help with leadership, what are the couple of things you share with them? Uh, first, I generally ask them what's the problem they're facing or what are they actually dealing with, because so many different things can be coming at you. Uh, so it's really important to understand you can probably only deal with one, one thing at a time. So trying to sort of crystallise what it is that you're actually struggling with. Uh, and then more generally, um, just be inquisitive, ask questions, listen to people, make a decision, and then reflect on what, what that decision led to. So it's a pretty simple, simple steps to go through, but um, they're all important. Otherwise, um, you know, you can get caught in your own little bubble. Looking back at your entire career now, what experience do you think set you up for success? Uh, I learnt very young uh, that if you want to do something, then you should do it, work at it, try hard, um, and be aware that you're not always going to get everything right. And I think that's a great lesson from sport, is that even when you're playing cricket as a batter, um, every day you get out. So every day you essentially fail um, at some point, whether you've scored zero or five or 10 or 100, you're getting used to the fact that at some point you make an error and there's a consequence for that. Um, and that means you go and sit on the sideline or you get the scoring book or something. Um, so I think there's some fundamental things that I learned growing up that I think have held me in good stead. Um, and I've learned a lot from the people around me. So I've probably learned a lot more from the people um, on the job training, watching other people work than I have in formal in, um, education processes. So there's lots of things you can learn. You've just got to open your eyes and, and watch what people are doing. This is a bit of an extension to what you just said, but if you could go back and talk to your younger self and give yourself some advice, what would it be? I would probably tell myself to um, not worry about the small stuff. I sort of took a while to learn, learn that. Um, and that if you believe in things, have a crack and everything will be okay. There's not, not too much I don't think I could fight my way out of. You've been through a lot as a player and as an administrator. What's been the proudest moment of your career? Undoubtedly, there's, there's two. Uh, there's a cricket moment, which is um, you know, winning a, a World Cup in India in 97 with a relatively young, inexperienced group of players. A lot of us hadn't been to India before. So that's a, a, a cricketing thing I'm very proud of. Um, and then the sustained success we had from that following that. And from a work perspective, probably the work we've done in junior formats to essentially change the way that the game is consumed by young kids uh, in this country, I think it's a lot more enjoyable. We've proven that and um, I'm really proud that we were able to not only do the research and implement it, but the fact that it's now um, being implemented across Australia. And finally, if you could try anybody at Crick Australia's job just for one day, whose would it be and why? Oh, one of those guys that work in digital that film stuff and sit and fiddle with images and music to videos. I, I think um, working on a little Apple device for a couple of hours a day would be great, just creating a little clip, sending it out and seeing if people react to it. I, I think that would be great. 
Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the SportsGrad podcast. If you need help with your sports career, head to sportsgrad.com.au and download our free ebook today. And if you've enjoyed the episode, please give us a tag on socials at SportsGrad.